I'm Lindsay Wilson, the Queen of Glam, and this is the podcast, Business of Glam. I created this podcast to help us all find the magic in business and everyday life. With over 20 years in the beauty industry, you name it, I've probably done it, avid product and fashion enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a single 40-year-old woman on a quest to live my best authentic life, I wanted to bring you people and resources to help inspire you to do the same. In balancing all life has to throw at us, the highs and the lows, I hope we can learn to ride these waves together to find the true essence of glam. Because at the end of the day, I think what we are all craving is community, connection, and a sense of not being alone. So join me on this journey to turn glam outside in. On this mini episode of Business of Glam, we have our favorite beauty experts share all of the advice on staying fresh and youthful, turning your glam inside out. We hope you enjoy. So do you do facial rejuvenation acupuncture? Like you said, so puffiness, hyperpigmentation, hypopigmentation, blemishes, all of those different things, fine lines, wrinkles. Do you do it also as a preventative Kind of like a Botox and filler? Yes. That was why I wanted to study facial rejuvenation. Um, Let's take us back (laughs) to, what was it, 1999, 2000, um, when Botox was really coming into vogue. And I just thought, just understanding acupuncture and how you can treat so many pain syndromes, locked shoulders, locked knee, locked back. I thought, well, can't we unlock the face and have this be a natural alternative to those who don't want to do Botox? Mm -hmm. And so that was initially why I went off and studied was just looking for that natural replacement. And then I was surprised by taking even the first training, how much it healed the skin and firmed the skin as well. (laughs) What are some of your beauty secrets? Do you have any like hidden secrets that you use or that you feel like really improve your skin or anti-aging that you see a difference for you? Because I know that we're all a little different, but I feel like we all have a little. I love that. (laughs) Secret out there. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Um, Exercise. I feel like exercise is the other facelift. When I have been slacking off on my exercise, my skin looks like it's slacking off. So I make sure that I get, again, that circulation, get that chi moving. Yeah. Um, good, get a good sweat, so good for your skin. And I feel like it really takes years off of your face too. Yeah. In, in the long run, and also, I mean, literally like, you get a good workout in in the morning and then you take your shower you're even applying your makeup and things just look better they Again, do all that really. circulation honestly like after i work out with my trainer twice a week i feel like those days are good skin days they are yes <laughs> yes yeah, so i think that that is and also for me definitely water um just drinking a ton of it um being well well hydrated especially here in colorado yeah um what is my other I think no I think other than that it would be the just making sure that I'm doing the supplements um and eating well and I guess even doing maybe my own facial massage so I'll I'll definitely massage my face on the regular too and I mean there are all kinds of different variations I've kind of played around with the facial brushing I like that too 
Yeah, yeah, I've played around with it. I haven't been that consistent with it, <laughs> but when I do it, I like it. Do you ever use like the jade rollers? Like I know those got really hot and popular, and like the micro needling. Oh like, yes, the the d- ones that the derma have the roller. Little, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. Yes, I love the derma roller and or your derma pen. I love that, and I feel like. Um, that is one of the best things that you can do in between treatments with me. Like just, that's your homework. You just do it. So you can even use the little, the shorter end, like the 0.25, I think, um, roller on the regular. And that's just going to help all of your products definitely get into the skin. And I just feel like it, yeah, it's really lovely. And then um, the jade roller, I like. Um, but I kind of like go back and forth between that and just getting that product into your face and getting that circulation going or just hands-on doing a massage. So, um, yeah. And the gua sha too, that's really nice as well. And I I think that all of those gua sha, jade roller and massage is really increasing that circulation, releasing that fascia in the face. And then the derma rolling is pristine so tell everybody that maybe has never had acupuncture before what acupuncture does and kind of helps with the flow of the system kind Perfect. Of. I don't. <laughs> but you're going to give a much better explanation certainly <laughs> certainly so what acupuncture does in layman's terms is it opens up and increases our circulation And we have these energetic pathways that we call the acupuncture meridians. And each meridian, each portion of the meridian, it's actually one giant continuous energetic loop throughout the body. Each portion of these meridians, of the meridian system, is named after the organ that it passes through. So whenever you receive an acupuncture treatment, basically we are detecting any imbalances in your system we take that from your symptoms and also taking your radial pulses and then our mission is to bring your body into balance i.e homeostasis and the body loves being in homeostasis as well that benefits our complexion because again any imbalances that are happening in our organ system are also reflecting on our face so say someone with digestive deficiency may have more of a sagging in the face where someone with a deficiency in yin can have much more wrinkling of the skin so you see people that age differently and we would diagnose them as different diagnoses for aging like also incredible to me <laughs> it really is. and it's always incredible whenever I go and see Tamara like she's you know feeling my pulses and kind of evaluating everything and she will literally tell me exactly how I'm feeling yes without me saying a word yes <laughs> so these pulses taking the pulses is amazing I can detect emotional things that are happening in your life Um, specific areas of pain um, different things that are happening with your your hormones and specific organs and then once we get that into balance it's literally enticing the body to heal itself from within 
and your body really has that capacity i.e. your skin as well i definitely healed my skin with facial rejuvenation acupuncture first tell us a little bit about like laser treatments because i just realized and what we were just talking about and when serena had to add a filter because of all of the texture of my skin <laughs> that can be seen on the daylight what are kind of the laser treatments that you do what's the hot new so i latest? i actually do ipl okay and that's really where i i i like it a lot so anything that i do in my clinic i do it myself um if i don't do it on myself i've tried it didn't like it i can tell people the real deal um laser is just a different beast it's it's much more aggressive yeah. you're gonna have downtime it's not comfortable IPL has changed so much over the years, and so now, you know, you can do IPL, it's intense pulse light, it's just concentrated light, and you can put on different filters on the IPL that has different focal points that are gonna target different things you want you want to fix. Um, so, you know, you can just do, like, IPL facials, which is called photo facials, and you have no downtime. It's gonna brighten your skin, tighten your pores, stimulate collagen, correct fine lines, and spots and things like that and even skin tones with no pain at all and so sign me up yeah oh no they're great and so um i i do them all the time when i have time i do them on myself i mean anytime i'm in and i have some time i, I just fire that thing up and it takes 10 minutes you yeah know, it doesn't take long you put on a little ultrasound gel just to kind of conduct the light where you want it to go underneath the skin and it's kind of nice it's similar to having a chemical peel without having to go through the skin it kind of you know skips that peeling process so you're kind of getting down underneath that mid layer without having to peel through, so. I love that. Oh, is right. IPL, so this is like back in the day, like we were just talking about mm -hmm. in my plastic surgery days, like IPL, there's like no spray tan on the skin. There's no, like, is it just different now? It is, yeah, they're, yeah, they're so much better now. Um, really, we just make sure that there's nothing that's gonna be conductive on your skin at the time. You definitely, if depending on what you're doing, you wanna not, you know, have a lot of UV and a lot of sunlight on your face while you're doing it. But it's not like it used to be. I yeah. mean, if you're doing a peel, you're really taking off that top layer of your skin. But like I said, with IPL, it's kind of skipping through that and going to where, like where you want it to target. Yeah. So um, it's not as strict as it used to be, for sure. I mean, anybody should be using sunscreen, especially in Colorado, yeah. all the time. I mean, I know, and we all say, and I'm not even as good at it as I should be. But, I know. you know, but especially when you're doing IPL and things like that. So um, there's a couple things. If you have um, melasma, that's something you need to really be aware of. And a lot of people don't know until they come in for a consult that they have it. Um, a lot of people do. I do. And I'm like as wide as they come, right? <laughs> but I mean, it comes out of nowhere. It does. But, you know, it's a lot of um, Spanish descent. A lot of people will have that. A lot of Asian descent. And, you know, we kind of have ways to test for it. Or hormones. Yeah. And they and a lot of people do see it when they become pregnant, right? And so I didn't with my first, with my second, I did. And I would get the summer stash. <laughs> That's what you'd all call it, my summer <laughs> stash. But I was like, oh, this is melasma. And it's treatable. And IPL is great to treat it. Um, because you're you're just getting down into the cells that are actually creating that discoloration. You're not kind of going through the top to get there, if that makes sense. I love that. Um, so, yeah, so that, it's a really good way to do that, too. You just have to do a couple of extra steps before you do IPL to kind of protect and keeping that pigment from spreading, because it will. <laughs> Is there a perfect candidate for laser hair removal now? Because I remember back in the day, like, I did my underarms mm -hmm. when I worked in plastic surgery, mm -hmm. but it was like, I wasn't the greatest candidate because uh, my hair is like finer and lighter. So yeah, and so that's the thing is I IPL in general that light is gonna chase uh, pigment, and so yeah. the darker your hair is, obviously the easier it is. But the new IPLs have they can target any hair on any Fitzgerald, um, you know, number for your skin things like that. It really has come a long way. 
Okay. So you're, it's going to be easier to chase darker hair, obviously, because that's it, the light is literally just following that pigment down into the follicle. Sure. Um, but as far as, you know, it's, it's a lot more, um, it, it's, it's easier now than it used to be. Yeah. That's what I figured. That's why I was like, oh, I don't need laser hair removal most, because it won't work on me. Right. But I was like, oh, maybe it will now. And it, it is different now. And, you know, but a lot of people, the hair that you want to remove is kind of the dark stuff anyway, right? Yeah. So, I mean, people don't care as much about, like, white kind of blondy peach fuzz. Um, that that's not really what you're trying to go, okay, we've got to get this, you know. Right. Laser that's off. why you need Sabrina in your life and that's just right. do a nice little dermaplane. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I panically <laughs> did. Like, last week I was uh-uh. like, uh, have you seen this face? Yeah. I thought I had a fuzz on my I face know, when I, I walked I by the mirror. And I really should because I, there is once in a while that I'll get a, like a light when I'm driving. I'm like, okay, oh, good God. <laughs> I have an actual Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Where did all of this white hair come from? That's what I like about those VI peels is that you can really kind of plan for when you're going to be mm-hmm. basically look like you have leprosy. Right. It really does hit like day three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the VI peels. Yeah. Like I feel like with we use PCA peels. Yeah. And like but some those, of those them. Are deep. Exactly. Right? So yeah. The VI peels are like where it's at when you really want you to like shed. And most of my patients do them seasonally. So you'll get, you know, especially here in Colorado, because we do have four distinct seasons. Every three months or so, just getting that cell turnover um, is, it's, it's going to do wonders for your skin. But with that, of course, you want to protect your skin. Sunscreen, um, you know, staying out of the sun. And you, as you know, when you do the VI peel, I just tell people you're, you know best and you can feel on your skin when it's kind of time to okay add some more product you know something a little more active you know when it still feels just a little little raw and even that you know the um, vi peels they don't hurt some of the chemical peels they use and you'd be red for ages and there are some that do kind of the Um, sex in the city yes episode where her face is bright red (laughs) yes and they do some are still that way but vi peels are not nothing that i offer um in my office has a ton of downtime it really is i kind of pride myself on it being for just like regular people that don't have a ton of downtime. You know, mm-hmm. you can come in on your lunch break and get an IPL facial and be glowing when you leave. Um, and then in two weeks, it's even better, you know. So, and, and the same with the VIP. Yeah. You just have to have that three or three days or so to kind of be okay peeling a little bit. The last time I did a VIP, I went to on a brunch date. Mm-hmm. And it was like exactly day three. And I was like, I can do brunch. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's going to time out. My face was like falling off. <laughs> By the end of brunch. And I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> sorry. We're sorry. Yes. You should, yeah, you should have timed that one around. Yeah. Candlelight meal. <laughs> little, I was like, wrong, wrong direction. I did mine. I did a class. Um, I, just, I always say in training and stuff, and I did a class. But luckily, obviously, in this world, people know. Like, oh, you're getting a peel. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit more forgivable than on a date where someone's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think your face just yeah. fell off and she <laughs> So tell us a little bit about what Botox is and like the different types because I think that now you hear like dyspore and like you said more yeah. neuromodular so Lots. like what mm-hmm. are kind of the differences yeah. there? Well most people have heard of Botox and it has been around on the market the longest so it is a neuromodulator that is going to suppress the muscle contraction of the face so you know our frown lines our forehead lines that run horizontally um, other areas that when we express really tightly it can cause unwanted lines of expression in the in the skin and over time that can cause those wrinkles to kind of stick so botox has been around forever not forever but cosmetically quite like 30 some years okay so it's got a name in the industry um 
since you know it's beginning there's been a lot of other pharmaceutical companies that have created another version of it um it's still a similar strain but they have their own little twist on it so they have their own um, marketing and name and you know their reasons for why it's going to be different and set apart from botox people just really know botox Mm -hmm. right so if somebody comes in and they say oh well i want to try you know um Disport or Javot is another new one. You know, there's a lot of questions about that. People go, what's better? Why is there this and that? And honestly, I've dabbled in all of them, uh, most all of them. And I really just feel like it's, it's provider preference, it's patient preference, but also people, you know, if, if they feel like one's superior to another, dosing can kind of determine that but ultimately the product itself should be doing the same thing and then for botox Mm -hmm. and these other kind of substitutes for it yeah how long is that typically lasting how often are you kind of coming in for those treatments well so botox clinically studied back in the day to last two and a half to four months so the average person will, you know, come in three to four times a year, right? If that suits them, if they're feeling like their body's kind of metabolizing it. Now, not everybody feels like that's their timeline. I have patients that are, you know, a little bit more frequent, but maybe they're okay with using a few less units um, to keep things looking it's natural. Me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you come me. in more frequently and you're I just okay come with in all it. The time yeah. I'm like, I think I feel moved. Yeah, should I, should I touch <laughs> it up, right? And some people do. So I say, you know, the the timeline can look a little bit different. Um, other people stretch it out longer. You know, they're they're kind of lucky, or they just go, you know what, I'm okay. I don't really need to be in there every 90 days. Let's push it out to four or five, six months, you know, and that's completely okay. It's dependent on the person dependent on their goals and their muscles and and all those factors so I can give them suggestions but it's really dependent on the person and a lot of people like consistency and they'll go okay just put me on the schedule Mm -hmm. every three months I'll come in and I know I'll be on the right track and that's that's good right you'll have a really good outcome your skin will thank you um but some people think they need to come in sooner than when it's worn off. And if there's really no movement, you can't inject it, you know? So the yeah. patient really needs to be looking in the mirror saying like, is there muscle contraction? Is it wearing off? Can I create those unwanted lines of expression? And if so, typically it's, if it's been a decent amount of time, it's safe to go ahead and inject that muscle again. So you can pop on in. If the patient said, well, it's three months and I look in the mirror and I'm really I can't really create those lines that bothered me and there's really no movement. Well, then you want to wait because uh-huh. you want to be able to have some muscle movement for the Botox or whatever neuromodulator you're using to actually, you know, go after contraction to, for it to be safe and to have it be worth your money and time. So muscle contraction and movement is what the patients really need to be looking for. Not just, you know, time yeah. necessarily. And do you think like the consistency of it mm-hmm. does it make a difference because I've had people mm-hmm. say to me like oh I just can't do it every three to six months mm-hmm. and right. so like then what's the point of doing it right and that's a very good question and I hear that a lot so when a patient first comes in and it is their first time and they're kind of Botox interested 
but they're not sure because they've they've read it a bunch of different things they've talked to many different people that have had it if say they come in and they say well I don't even know if I want to like commit to this mm-hmm. I typically explain you can do it one time and decide if you love your outcome and you think you can be consistent enough for whatever that looks like for you then great keep doing it whether that's you know every six months or every single you know 90 days if a patient says well I would never do it because you know once you do it you just have to that's it you can't go back right <laughs> that's you just don't yeah. want to go back you don't want to go back <laughs> and that's typically the downfall <laughs> like is that people go well, what's the negative thing I'm like well you'll love it and you'll want to keep doing it um and the sad thing is that yeah it's never going to be permanent However, if you, even if you do it a few times a year, the, as long as you're using enough of the product to really suppress the contraction that bugs you, you will feel like your skin is going to age better. And I think you would agree. Yes. Had you not started doing it in the past, your skin would look a lot different. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you took care of it the same way and did skincare and sunscreen and all the fun things it would look different, right? And so it does truly help your skin age better. But again, if you, are you like, I would do it, you know, once a year before my, um, you know, I do professional photos and that's the only time I do it. That's okay. You're going to look good for that moment of time. Your skin's going to be thanking you for the next few months, even up to like six months, but it will always wear off. And so if you want to, you know, do the best you can and take care of those fine lines that that bugs you in the first place, you know, be consistent if you can, you know, in order to get the best long-term effect of it, which is going to be the improved aging of the skin. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.